0: Welcome to episode 61 of the Here to Thrive podcast. Today I'm talking important things and urgent things and how you are managing your priorities in your life. This is something that I needed to be reminded of this week, and I'm going to talk more about that in the episode, but also I've been seeing it as a theme for a number of my clients. Specifically, I'm going to get you thinking in this one about a number of things. What is it that is important in your life and are you giving that the attention it deserves or are you accidentally filling your life up with unnecessary drama or distractions? Hmm. The underlying message of this episode is that you are in control of your life and a little bit of forethought goes a long way in making sure that you're living the life you hope to. Now, those of us who are particularly accommodating, who are generous with our time and always think about others, we are the ones that often need this lesson more than anyone. Those people are the givers. I'm one of them. I feel you. But they often have a tendency to give at the expense of their own needs or desires, and that's where it can become problematic. So if you could be one of those people, you need to listen to this episode. Finally, I want to leave you with the message that your life will just pass you by if you are perpetually pushing the important aside for the urgent. We're going to talk about that more. Stay tuned and we will dive deeper. Welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. So I'm gonna start a little bit with why this even came up. So recently, and yes, this is the first time I'm saying it anywhere, I decided that it was time to get moving on my big dream. Now I didn't start my business or putting myself out there as a podcaster. I actually started by blogging or writing. I had my work published on a number of sites and my dream has always been to write a book. Recently, I saw someone who's been on this podcast actually, Cassandra Bodzak, was bringing together an amazing group to support people with a dream like me to write a book. Now, that appealed to me hugely because over the last couple of years, I've become busier and busier, and it is a dream. I have created an amazing lifestyle for myself, an amazing job, where I get to coach beautiful people, I have the best clients, and create this fun content for you all. But at the same time, I knew that if I didn't set up a little bit of accountability around bringing a book into the world, that it may have been something I would accidentally put off for forever. So I'm in the very early stages. Stay tuned. I will bring you updates as I go through. And hey, if you're an agent, I will be looking for a literary agent at some time very soon. So reach out to me if you're one of those or know a great one. That would be handy. But I have personally decided to stop putting off my important desire, my important dream or goal, Because of the perpetually urgent things that pop up in my daily life. Enough's enough. Time to get on with doing something about it. So in my accountability call with Cassandra and the amazing group of women that have been brought together, I was talking about how busy my week was and love her dearly. Cassandra called me on it that I was, again, getting really focused on my urgent tasks And not to forget about what was truly important to me. This goal of bringing a book baby into the world. So that got me thinking about the conversations I have with my coaching clients and the tools I use around how to manage this kind of stuff in our lives. How to manage ourselves and our priorities. And there's this awesome time management tool that I use. I know, not very cool, but seriously super useful. And it's by Franklin Covey. You can also find it reflected in Stephen Covey's highly famous book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I'm going to do my best to explain it to you over a podcast. And I hope you can get a bit of a gist for it. But it really is one of those things that is awesome to see pictorially. So I'll also link to it in the show notes. Or if you go over to my website, dubdubdubthrivehow podcast 61, you'll find it there too. I want you to imagine four quadrants. You have an axis going up and an axis across the bottom. Imagine on the axis going up that you have a measure of importance from low importance up to highly important. Then imagine on your horizontal axis, you have urgency. So from highly urgent to not so urgent. So you've got importance going up and down and you've got urgency going left to right. So that leaves you with four quadrants. In the bottom half of the graph, you have stuff that is urgent but not important or not important and not urgent. Then in the top half of the graph, you have stuff that is urgent and important and other things that are not urgent but important. So here's the deal. You want to try and live in the top half of that graph or those top quadrants. You want to try and spend most of your time in the important realm. You don't want to be wasting your time on not important stuff, right? But most of us end up unintentionally doing just that. We get completely sucked into things that are not urgent and often not even important. So looking at each of those quadrants, I'm just gonna break them down a little bit. We wanna live in the important realms. So let's take the urgent and important space. Now those are the things you need to manage. Those are the things that you need to get done right now. They are important and they're now urgent. So they're often the things that cause us the most stress, They're the right here, right now priorities. But then there's another quadrant, and that is the it's not urgent yet, but it is highly important stuff. Now, this is often the area that we overlook or we don't give a lot of attention to, and this is where we really require focus. These are often our most important tasks and the things that matter most to us. For example, writing a book but too often we don't prioritize them or we don't leave enough space for them. If you're anything like me, some of the things that I have in my highly important but not urgent pile can feel like luxuries to me. I love writing so much that clearing my diary to write blog posts or work on a book can sometimes seem like a little bit of an indulgence, but it is vitally important to me. So here it leads to the question, What is potentially hugely important to you, but not time-bound or not demanding your urgent attention right now? What are you possibly letting slide or pushing aside to deal with the constant noise that is around us all in the world these days? We're going to come back to that point later, but I want you to start thinking about what might be important to you but something that you're not giving as much attention as it deserves because it's something that isn't demanding your attention. So that's where we ideally want to live. Prioritizing our time so that we're taking care of the important stuff. But then there is the bottom half of this four-quadrant model, and that is the non-important stuff. Now, the stuff that is not important yet appears to be urgent, that's often our busy work. It's kind of where the drama lives. It's often when other people are asking things of us, pressuring us. And to be honest, this is where the givers, those accommodating people that I mentioned in the introduction, this is where they often get really tripped up. We often put other people's needs ahead of our own and sometimes our boundaries can be a little bit flimsy and this is the space that ends up being dominated. This other people's urgent but not important to us will shadow out the stuff that is important to us but not urgent. So we really need to avoid giving too much in this area. Now the final quadrant is the not important And not urgent stuff. You could just as easily call this the distraction pile. This is where we tend to procrastinate and distract ourselves. So what are your time wasters? I have to admit, sometimes social media can be a giant time suck for me. And I need to be really aware of that because I'm just using it as a distraction. And it's not really filling me back up. Perhaps for you, it might be watching too many shows in a row, getting on a Netflix marathon accidentally at night, forgetting to go to sleep, or accidentally getting sucked into rabbit holes on the internet when you are distractible at work. We all have our stuff. Now, I want to make a really important point here. I am not saying that rest or anything that fills you back up, revives your spirit, Self-care, that does not fall into the not urgent and not important pile. That is very much important in my book and sometimes more urgent than others. But so for example, if you love a show and you find it completely as one of your joy triggers, it just makes you happy, then put that on your important but probably not urgent list but know when it is turning into something that's filling you up as opposed to something that is sucking the energy actually out of you. And that's when perhaps watching two episodes of your show turns into watching 10 episodes of your show and you've accidentally just distracted yourself rather than filled your tank back up. So just a side note. So I hope you've got a bit of a picture of that in your head. A little bit complex, but the moral of that story We want to focus on the important stuff and not be sucked into stuff that isn't important to us. Now, I came across an awesome kind of illustrative story when I was doing a little bit of research for how to best explain these concepts to you. And I thought it was a good way to demonstrate why you might want to think like this. Now, I pulled this example from an article I read on Fortune magazine. So again, that's linked to in the show notes. But I want you to think about your life, your entire life, all of the days of your life as a big container. You only have so many hours, days, weeks, and months in there. Most of us don't know how many, but we do know that they're limited. Now, you could fill up that container with the stuff that really doesn't matter that much to you, or you can fill it up with the stuff that is Super important to you. That choice is yours. Now, if you think about the life tasks, if we think back to those four quadrants, I want you to think about the important stuff, the stuff that is in the top quadrants. I want you to think about that as big rocks. And then I want you to think about the drama stuff, the preps where you're overgiving stuff. The other people's urgent but not that important to you things, I want you to think of them as pebbles. And then finally, I want you to think of the distractions as sand. So we've got big rocks, pebbles, and sand. Now, you can fill up that container of your life any way you want. You can put the sand in first. You can fill it up with all the distractions. You could start with Facebook surfing, watching tons and tons of TV. And perusing over other people's websites just to have a nose and getting totally sucked in. That would be like starting with sand. So let's imagine you pop that in the bottom of your container first. Then you can fill it up with everybody else's needs. I want you to throw your pebbles in your imaginary container on top of the sand. What matters to everybody else? How can I keep other people happy? You put your pebbles in. Now, if you were to put your big rocks in... They've got nowhere to go. They don't all fit. The stuff that is most important to you cannot fit in the container because it's already full of distractions and other people's priorities. It's full of the stuff that is not important to you. But here is the perfect illustration because I've found that life really does work this way. Imagine you're back to that empty container, but the way you do things is different. The way you're putting your energy into things has changed. If you were to put the big rocks into that container first, they will all fit. You get the important stuff done, the stuff that matters most to you. Then you can put in some pebbles, the stuff that matters to the people close to you, the stuff that makes you feel like you are giving. You can sprinkle that in and the pebbles will fall around the big rocks. And then finally, the distractions, there's even room for them. If you tip them in, they will sink right to the bottom and make their way around the big rocks. Get it? Get the analogy? Truly, though, I think that life is kind of like that. I know that if I take care of the stuff that matters most to me, the other stuff gets done. It just does. And yeah, I might have a little bit less time for distractions, but the stuff that was really important to me got done. And that feels a ton more satisfying and a heap less stressful at the end of the day than if I started with the stuff that didn't matter so much. You know, people do often ask me how I get as much done in my life as I do. And it is because in the most part, this is how I live my life. And I'm not always mapping out my life like this. But for the most part, I live in my important realm. And yeah, there have been sacrifices along the way. I don't watch any TV pretty much at all. There's Only Grey's Anatomy, which I'm pretty sure is even coming back this week, which would be super exciting. But that's literally the only TV show I watch, and I do so because it brings me so much joy. So it comes down to the fact that I am super conscious how I am spending my time and what I'm spending it on. It is our greatest currency. So that's all of the illustrations. That's all of the convincing you that you might want to think about what is urgent and what is important in your life and how you are living in line with those ideas. But how can we bring this to life? What are some practical and simple tips that I can send you away with? Well, here goes some ideas. Start your week with planning. And I know that sounds super unromantic, but when you're planning out your week, you will put the most important stuff in first. That is the stuff that deserves your time. And when we don't plan, it's that the urgent stuff often creeps up and demands our attention and we let the not urgent yet hugely important stuff slide. And that's just not a fulfilling life. So plan your life, plan your week at the start of the week or at the end of the week, whenever feels good for you, but put aside time for the important tasks in your life. Plan for them, focus on them. Now, so you don't overcommit yourself, because there's always urgent stuff that comes up. I'm realistic. You can't plan your whole life away. I've seen recommendations to not go over that 65%-ish mark for allocating your time to stuff. And that seems pretty realistic to me. I know that when I'm in my own work diary, making sure that I don't overschedule feels really empowering. So I would encourage you to also do the same. Do plan your life but just don't overschedule yourself. Give yourself a little bit of breathing room so that you can attend to things as they come up. Now, the next little tip I have for you is start with the stuff that is urgent and important, right? Is it that power bill that you haven't played yet? That's urgent and important. Or is it the emails that need a response today? Tick them off. It's urgent and important. The way I deal with this, and I'm gonna to link to another one of my blog posts, Is I do a daily to-do list, again, may not sound very sexy, but super, super helpful. I get all of the urgent and important tasks out of my head and onto paper, and it is so satisfying ticking them off. Oh my gosh, can't even tell you. It only takes five minutes and everybody's got that because it will make the rest of your day flow so much better. Now, your urgent and important list is often where stress can come to, and the reality is if you don't take care of your important but not urgent tasks, they often become urgent and important. So try and take care of those and be proactive in that space. Now, minimize distractions. Look, I know I'm not the only person that will have ever said this to you. It's not rocket science. But be honest with yourself. What's distracting you? How much of your time are you allowing to be sucked into things that don't matter to you? And what can you do about it? Can you turn off the push notifications so that Facebook doesn't ping up on your phone every time someone likes a post? It's a good place to start. But think about it. Are there other distractions that you end up kind of getting sucked into or that break your train of thought or really pull time away from things that are more important to you? Do a little evaluation. What's distracting me and what can I change? And the final one for all of you people-pleasing, accommodating, giving types out there, work on why you feel the need to fix other people's problems. And recognize that by filling your precious time up with other people's pebbles, with other people's priorities, that you're taking away from your ability to fill your life up with the stuff that ultimately matters the most to you. Protect your time. It's okay. So in summary, plan your week in advance so that you have the important stuff taken care of. A daily to-do list can make all the difference, minimize the distractions, and if you're prone to giving too much, know that it's okay to have firmer boundaries and prioritize the stuff that is important to you. Now, for the people-pleasing types or for those of you that think you might be living in the bottom area in the too much not important stuff. Now, I don't swear much on this podcast, you may have noticed, but I do swear a little bit in real life, I'll be honest, and I want to say one of the best ways that I can maybe make this stick in your head is to be a little bit rude, and I want you to write a list of what you can chuck in your fuck it bucket. Seriously, fuck it. What can go in your fuck it bucket? I feel like a little giggly schoolgirl swearing on the podcast. But seriously, that is one of the most empowering places to start. On one side, list what is truly important to you. And on the other side, what's not that important? What can go in the fuck it bucket? So back to my goals my important but not yet urgent best bit is if I did get a publishing contract one day it would become urgent (laughs) no but in the meantime I am focusing my efforts on my very important but not massively urgent goal so I will keep you posted and I want you to think about what's important to you that needs more of your love and attention Next week, I'm talking mindfulness with a friend of mine, Andrea Featherston. I'm looking forward to this because I feel like mindfulness is kind of like a hot topic, but yet not many people are that great at defining it. So I'm going to get her to pin it down for me. And we're going to go deep on this topic of mindfulness. What does it mean and how do we live more mindful lives? So come back next Friday for that one. In the meantime, I hope you found this useful and keep on thriving.